Good morning, welcome. We are so grateful to bring you another summer series podcast from Desert Spring United Methodist Church. My name is Ray Lathrop and I am the director of the Desert Spring Community Resource Center, which is a new venture here at Desert Spring and we are so grateful for working and growing a whole new food pantry and social service organization here at the church. Um, Our guest today for today's episode of our summer series is Pastor Jen Hagman, who serves at Trinity United Methodist Church. And I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to talk with another church here in the Las Vegas area who's also got a social service program that's you know, really serving the need of our community and someone else that thinks about these big ideas like we do. So Pastor Jen, thank you so much for coming. For our audience, just a note, during pandemic times, we are very flexible with how we record and invite guests. Today we are recording on a Zoom so that everyone can be safe. So welcome, Pastor Jen. Would you tell us a little bit about how you got to Trinity and how your story ends there for right now? All right. Thank you, Ray, for inviting me to participate. This is exciting and new experience. Um, So in terms of arriving here at Trinity, a little bit of background um, of uh, how I got to where I am today. Um, But the short version, uh, as uh, we have a limited amount of time. Uh, But uh, back after college, I uh, moved out with my grandparents, uh, my grandparents' home. My grandmother was alive at the time and uh, was trying to discern life's direction and uh, um, had a job there for a few months and was about to join the Coast Guard. When two days before I signed on the dotted line, my grandmother broke her hip and I uh, chose to uh, not sign up and take care of her. And it was during that time that I uh, attended uh, the Denver Paralegal Institute and began a career as a paralegal. And so after uh, a period of time of taking jobs in Nebraska and Craig, Colorado, I ended up here in Las Vegas um, in 1990 after my parents retired here as well and got involved um, at a law firm where my job was. which ended up being actually out the back uh, parking lot of Trinity. So I was working um, kitty corner from our back entrance way back in in the 90s. And so I was involved uh, in my work there and uh, also got involved at Green Valley United Methodist Church, which is my home church. And uh, through a variety of experiences, it was the second church um, I had been a part of. Uh, the first one being in Craig, Colorado, where um, my faith journey actually began. It's just a, a really small country church and, and great people who um, brought me in. My first Sunday, uh, I'm sitting there in the pew and and uh, the pastor's daughter was sitting next to me and the uh, pastor asked us to turn to our Bibles, a page uh, for scripture. And she looked at me and she says, what, you don't have a Bible? And I said, no. And she wrote me a little note in hers and handed it to me. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of the beginning. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, when I got to Green Valley, the journey continued. Yeah. And got involved um, at the church there and uh, in leadership roles and began to take some Bible study and get acclimated to the faith and questioning, but hadn't really 
made a decision for Christ that came after a time with Emmaus mm. and uh, the people that I met through that, and particularly uh, Charlotte Ashworth and Paulette and, and Bob Burns, who became really major mentors um, in my journey. And back in late 1990s, Bob Burns and I had a conversation and I said, I really think I'm called oh, wow. uh, to ministry. And he affirmed that. And uh, his wife was mentoring me in education and teaching me how to teach, which is my favorite thing to do. And um, so after some twists and turns, uh, ended up at Asbury mm -hmm. a Seminary for three and a half years and came back, worked for Desert Spring for a year while I did my commissioning papers and ended up in 2006 uh, heading to Tucson, where I was for five years. Then spent three years or four years, excuse me, in uh, Sholo mm -hmm. and four more years in Yuma. I always joke that I went from heaven to hell, I went from the mountains to, to the desert on the, the edge of uh, the border there. It is Yuma. pretty interesting how it's, geographically diverse our conference yeah, is. Diverse. Arizona is very diverse. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, Nevada has some diversity as mm -hmm. well. And, uh, and then back here. Uh, life brought me back and almost full circle back to yeah, that same parking circle. lot yeah 16 years later I'm back in Vegas yeah and it's worked out um you know it's, my folks have need of my assistance now and so it was good to to come back and mm -hmm. interestingly I recently moved um my father's in the care home and I moved in with my mother and so I am back living in Green Valley which is where I was living in um 1990 and commuting back to almost the same spot I commuted to <laughs> when I worked for the law firm out the back entrance. So traffic's probably a little bit different after 30 yes, years of growth. Yes, the whole thing is different since yeah. I left in, in uh, 2006. So, you know, a long roundabout, but you found your calling later and then moved into ministry. Um, what right now about Trinity is is going really positive? What's really exciting and something that you want to celebrate with us about Trinity? Oh, I think the two things that Trinity has that are amazingly solid, um, worship, our worship life, and, and that uh, our music ministries, which mm -hmm. are very strong. In fact, this past Sunday, we uh, the children led us in worship after five weeks of music camp. And so they put on a program that was phenomenal yeah. uh, under Linda Mazzo, my director's mm -hmm. leadership. And it was great, well supported by, by our community. Mm -hmm. And because uh, some churches, you know, if they know the whole program is going to be kids, they probably will stay home, but not this church. You know, they, they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're all, all for this. You know, they, they, they show up yeah. and, and fully support um, the young people. And, and so which was wonderful because these kids were 10 years and under. Oh, and that's precious. Very young children. Yeah. And, and they did a phenomenal job. And so I, I celebrate um, yeah. that, that ministry we have. Yeah. You know, very multi-generational music ministry, traditional, contemporary. Wonderful. And uh, the other thing that we, that we do well uh, is our food um, ministry, Society of St. Stephen, uh, where we are serving an increasing um, right. number of folk with the um, challenges of our economy right now. So yeah. So can you tell us more about your pantry and how it when it operates and who you're serving probably the most or how do people find out about your pantry? 
Um, they find out about us primarily, I think, through Three Square, but mm-hmm. there are some other agencies that yeah. uh, that post um, our hours. Mm-hmm. We serve on Mondays as our pantry, which is our, our Potter's Place, which is a small building on campus, and uh, that is open on Mondays from ten to noon. Mm-hmm. And that is supported by Three Square, and we also get uh, TFAP mm-hmm. um, food as well. And so that has identity um, requirements, picture ID proof of Nevada residents, that sort of thing, uh, 30 days between visits. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursdays, we have our food rescue, which is again um, Three Square, but also the LDS, uh, Target, Faith Lutheran, Green Valley. United Methodist, a variety of of, uh, contributions that come into making that happen. That's weekly. That happens in our parking lot. Folks get a number, boxes are packed on inside our campus gates. And uh, when the number's called, they receive Mm. a box of food. Mm. And so big operation. So the the pantry serves maybe 35 families, uh, a week where the food rescue we're, we're seeing between 170 to 200 people wow. a week coming through for food. Yeah. And have those numbers really changed over the last couple of years during the pandemic or is, is it always been the need that high? What do you think about? Is it different mm-hmm. uh, before the pandemic, particularly with the food rescue, we had a pretty regular crew that would come through uh, for food. Um, but now, if everyone who uses the food, our food rescue, particularly the food rescue, if everyone who has participated in, in uh, as a client of the food rescue came at once, hundreds. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're seeing is a tremendous shift of, uh, of folks that are coming and there's a, a rotation to it. So one week you may see certain, you see, do see a few faces regular, mm-hmm. but there's a, a turnover uh, throughout the month. And so you might see uh, some people a couple weeks in a row, but then not see them for a month. Mm-hmm. So it perhaps is depending on when people are running out of maybe their, their food stamps or some other um, government help. Yeah. So it's been different. We are also seeing, because we don't require um, any form of ID or, or proof of residence, we are seeing more ethnicity um, on our, our Thursday rescue, which um, may mean there are folks that don't have a permanent residency here. We mm-hmm. see a lot of homeless mm-hmm. um, on Thursday as well who come for food and, and uh, meet up at a place where they they eat together. So I think, you know, we've, we've seen on Thursdays, uh, we encounter folks who are from Eastern Europe, Eastern Mm -hmm. Europe. We've had some Ukrainian folks Mm. come through um, Hispanic, some folks who uh, speak French, uh, the the deaf, this wide variety of some Russian folks, very interesting diversity of of background that we yeah. see on Thursdays. And so um, the clientele is different than what we see on a Monday. And how long have you guys been running that pantry and that program? Yeah, more than 10 years. Wow. We are just getting our feet wet in this world and have a lot to learn. So I'm just grateful that we can talk with each other and 
sometimes share ideas. Um, I was just talking with our pantry today. We're seeing a lot more seniors than even yes. that we had in the last year. Yeah. Um, Us too. Mm, yeah. Really, Not as kind many of, families, more seniors. Yeah. yeah, really kind of breaks our hearts to to see that change and and think about other ways we could help maybe support those individuals that are coming here for food, what other things they need and how we can maybe grow into something like that. And you kind of think about that too. You know, um, you're also the chair of the board for the United Methodist Social Ministries. Um, And so can you tell us a little bit about that effort, which was kind of, you know, a way for all of the United Methodist churches in the district to kind of think and collaborate. Um, What, what is UMSUM up to? UMSUM is, is an, is interesting because I was involved in um, some back in the 90s um, when it was doing the weekend emergency assistance program, which it was operating a, a food ministry and was the only one available on the weekends. And uh, I was on the board then as treasurer. And when I returned and, and Dan Morley asked me to, to be on the board, I discovered that um, some was different uh, because it, it is no longer, I guess the best way to put it, doing an active ministry as it was when it was doing week. It's more of a um, an agency, as it were, to that holds like uh, the license for open table. Okay. Okay. And so uh, op- it's been operating uh, through um, some open table has operated, but particularly okay. before COVID, yeah. working with um young people that are aging out of foster care. And there were several tables operating until um, COVID hit. Now they're trying to get that that going again. While at the same time, um, UMSUM is uh, working with um, the folks over at Advent and Eve Williams, uh, who is um, trying to start the Las Vegas Neighborhood Nexus Initiative which is expanding another form of open table that is not working with an individual for a lengthy period of time, but is focusing on, it might be a family or an individual's need of the moment. So maybe oh. perhaps someone comes and says they need a car yeah. so they can get to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this the table would work with that individual to meet that one need and then they're done. Okay. So, um, so she is... Eve particularly and Dan are working on that to uh, with with open table and uh, with the um, school here in uh, in that um, area of town near Advent uh, to create that um, relationship with the community um, partnership being and so uh, UMSUM is involved kind of as an agency that undergirds that and then also recently has become an interim board to help get our campus ministry at UNLV back um, on its two feet. And so we're um, assisting with that as a, as a temporary board until they're at a place where they feel strong enough to get um, back on their own with their own, with their own operation. That's great. So that's kind of how oh, um, some works now. It's, it's a little different. So it's been a challenge in trying our biggest challenge is, is money. Um, you know, getting the the funding we need to get, really get the the Las Vegas initiative yeah. um, up and operational because we're not a 
back in the days of WEEP, you know, we had a budget, we had a director, you know, the the organization was running over a hundred thousand dollars through through its mm-hmm. operations, but now it's very small, and um, it's harder to get grant money because you don't look you don't look solid and established when your bank accounts for like five thousand dollars, you know, and so and you're asking for a, a good deal amount of money because that's not because it's functions different than it was, you know, back in the back when it was running WEEP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fundraising and organizational development is something I think about a lot. I don't think yes, that, that I makes... know. Yeah, you're kind of doing that. I yeah. am doing that here at the pantry. And, you know, I am really grateful to have also experience. I served on the board for um, some several years ago and was part of that in-between phase when they were figuring out some of the things that they wanted to do. And I'm just really grateful for the presence of an organization that's trying to, you know, share information, train through the churches, and especially, you know, supporting the campus ministry. Um, It seems like, you know, that's a great thing for us all to be involved in and share across the district. Yeah, that's wonderful. I think that, you know, as I, as I consider our, our connection, you know, here in in the North District is, uh, you know, we all have successful ministries within our our church but there's this part of me that um, kind of prays that we would find some sort of thing that we could join forces you know from the idea of getting the Methodist brand Mm -hmm. um, into our community not necessarily promoting one church but looking at how do people get to know the people of the United you know Methodist Church beyond what is published about us which is negative you know, letting people sometimes see our national press is not we great. Do have our, we do have our act together and we do s- some amazing things in our communities. And it would be nice, you know, as a, as a denomination yeah. in this community that people yeah. would see us for the, for the really positive things we add to our community. Absolutely. I, I have a conference level view of some of really amazing things, you know, just yes. being present at the annual conference or, yes. you know, I serve on the board of ordained ministries. So I have a big picture about what United Methodists are doing in the desert Southwest. And I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued and impressed all the time by the different ministries that we offer. And sometimes I wish that we um, would lift all of it up more and just celebrate all of the wonderful work. Um, you know, both direct service as well as social justice and, and everything in between. There's yep. a lot going on. I um, recently connected with a conference, um, social justice ministry and outreach person, Billy Finlan. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. Yeah. Do you serve on any of the yeah. conference um, committees or do any work in that level? Oh, I'm too? on, um, oh, goodness, um, the Conference Board of Global Ministries. Yeah. Yes. You know, with Billy and other persons that are, you know, uh, head of their or chairs of their various agencies that we yeah. have in the conference. I mean, we do, you know, um, amazing things. Absolutely. You know, I, you mom down in, in mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix, the New Day Center, there are things that they do there. I wish that somehow we could bring some aspect of that here because we have a, you know, fair amount of homeless you know my parking there was a homeless gentleman sleeping in my parking spot yesterday you know and 
it breaks my heart. You know, he comes to worship on Sunday mornings and then I see this during the week and really have this strong desire to do more for him than, you know, I mean, there has to be a willingness, but I think we have to have something also um, that is positive to, to create um, a space for them to, to come out of that place. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. Um, this is something, this was a new experience for me coming to Trinity, you know, yeah. this was the, this was my, you know, it, you know, most of the time I've been in senior churches, predominantly white middle-class churches. And then I come here to Trinity and, and it's very different. You know, another, I have to say another thing we celebrate is the fact yeah. that we are very diverse mm-hmm. uh, church. You know, we have a strong Asian uh, population within our congregation and in the Tongans. Um, and our homeless, you know, worship with us, you know, on Sundays and they help with our food rescue on Thursdays. And, and so there's this, you come to third, uh, to food rescue on Thursday where folks are working in the back and you walk in and you go microcosm of the kingdom of God. I mean, there is such diversity of, and, uh, so with that comes great joy, but there's also challenge on how we, um, you know, have, um, compassion for one another and um, understanding and, and learn some patience and uh, listening, mm-hmm. you know, to, to the differences, but it is uh, been a kind of a, a great experience for me too. When you felt called to ministry, did you know that calling included all of this outreach and s- service work too? You know, not to not like this you know i've been on mission trips you know yeah you know with um sierra service project with the kids and and uh you know certainly those those kind of ministries but i would say this is kind of my first experience of where ministry is really more rubber meets the road and sometimes mucky and messy Mm. um you know i we deal we have the mental health facility right next door so dealing with people with mental health issues has you know been a new experience for me also plus i have a member of my church who's schizophrenic so um i've dealt with dementias but i've this is a new experience with mental illness Mm. and so i have um learned that and and um, from my experience particularly with my church member um, the, the difficulties of, of finding good mental health care um, when you're not really wealthy because yeah. she's on Medicaid. So, you know, yeah. the options for her in terms of her care. So it's, you know, um, getting, getting involved in those things. You know? So you find that there are places where you really feel a need to advocate for your people, which I've done with senior citizens, but this is a whole new thing with homeless and mental illness is a very new experience. I want to ask you two questions. Um, So let's take them one at a time. Uh, As our church is growing into new service and ministry that we haven't really before with the pantry and expanding that further, do you have any advice for us as um, you've been kind of in a very hands-on role for a long time now. What kind of advice would you give us? Oh, I don't know. Um, I, from, from my experience with our 
with our food bank and food rescue, uh, our relationships with other organizations has been really vital. Great. And cultivating um, those those relationships, um, you know, with the with DoorDash and you know, the, you yeah. know, Vons and other businesses who really want to help their community and seeking out those um, organizations mm-hmm. in our community because. You know, without them, we wouldn't be able to serve who we serve. You know, Three Square provides us a lot of help, but nowhere near what we would need. Yeah. Um, and so we're we're grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know in terms of what to, what to, I would say. COVID changed things so much yeah. for what what we're um, you know what we're seeing uh, today um, in in the food rescue, particularly. You know, the food pantry is kind of its own. It's different yeah. um, than what we see when you have, you know, 150 people in your parking lot and, and watching the, the interaction. But um, what I what to expect, I get that was a really interesting question. I you kind of have to take each week as it comes. Yeah. But one of the things that that we have found particularly with the food rescue, while occasionally we get a, a little tension um, among, among folk, it is actually amazing blessing to see how people of very diverse backgrounds will help one another. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a senior citizen who comes and a young person will come up and say, Hey, I'll carry that to your car for you. You know, there's just this sense of um, in all of the tension and hatred that's presented to us so often in the media. Um, I don't see that in the rubber meet the road day of life. I, that's not something that we occasional tips that happen, but for the most part. Um, you see the good that um, that is happening. Yeah, you know, people are struggling, but they're still willing to work with each other. They're developing friendships as they sit and wait um, and help one another. And uh, so it's. I think that that's the thing that I have found. I take each week, deal with each week as it comes, but there's never a week that I don't go, wow, that was like a great day Yeah, because something happened that was just. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, you know, God's there. Yeah. And so you're, you're, you feel blessed because you're there to help meet a need. And most folks appreciate that and they don't have to appreciate that. We don't do it because they appreciate it. Um, but you know when when a, somebody comes up and you hand them a box and it has you know a dozen eggs in it and they just look at you and go oh my gosh and the tears are running down their face, you realize that you know you sometimes wonder if what you do is enough and maybe it's not enough but it's certainly it's a blessing in the moment and so I yeah. think that's I think the thing that I had to learn was we can't I couldn't do as much as I would like to do but I needed to look at look at the blessing in the moment yeah you know yeah what was really that's a great reminder yeah also the brown... perspectives and and whatnot it's 
it matters. What we do matters. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a reminder to me also, you know, really in relationship with the people that we serve and really yes. listen to them and make sure that we're providing what they need so that, um, you know, they they can see us for why we're doing this work. It's a calling. It's a purpose. Um, yes. And it's important that we do it um, as an act of worship and as an act of a ministry that gets, um, you know, just moves our faith along. Yep, it does. My, my other question is, it sounds like you are up to a lot. So what does Pastor Jen do for yourself and for joy? And what is your free time? And do you get any? Free time. Yeah. I think now that I'm done moving, maybe I'll have some, but, um, you know, I'm a people person. Mm -hmm. COVID has been like the worst thing ever. Um, because I miss, I would rather be in the studio with you just because I, I, even though I can see you, it's still not the same, Mm -hmm. but, um, I've missed those times of uh, getting together with a small group of people and just shooting the bees, breeze with people and, and, uh, getting to know people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I enjoy that, uh, whether I'm not walking in the neighborhood with my dog and just start chatting with people and getting to know people. I really enjoy that, um, seeking out those connections. Um, uh, I'm involved with some uh, with another organization and I've made some friends through that and we go to, you know, up to the mountain for the summer theaters and do some fun things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I'm also like my quiet time. I'm yeah. an avid jigsaw puzzle person. And so my last count after I got rid of, um, 35 puzzles, I was up to almost 150 oh. of them in my collection. And I just ordered some more, uh, because I just like my downtime and, and, um, and then a year ago I adopted a dog and he's, uh, just so much, so much fun yeah. um, to hang with. But, um, yeah, now I'm, you know, spending more time with my mom, being helping her out around the place, and so uh, that will be a new new chapter as I get used to a new neighborhood mm-hmm. um, from my old one. And um, but the the timing for that uh, is good, as you know, they they're both well in their eighties, and so I'm kind of I think for a while my my life is going to look different, mm-hmm. and that's okay because by nature i um i find joy in uplifting when i'm helping people and so for me that's when i'm doing that is when i'm happiest so yeah yeah you can tell i mean throughout this whole conversation we've been on zoom you're just so bright and happy to share about all the ways that you give your time and your um yeah your energy um so grateful for you to be at Trinity, to lead that congregation and to serve our community. I'm so glad that we could connect on, um, on all the wonderful programs that you're, you're doing and all of the, the mm-hmm. heart work that you've got, um, here yeah, in this community I, to make I it I love better. my people. Yeah, yeah. You can tell. Yeah. I, I call, I call myself a, a, you know, I'm first and foremost, you know, I'm a United Methodist clergy person but you know when you put me in a church that's you know I love my people um and um you know 
my uh, church in uh, Sholo, they always, they called me Pastor Mom, and um, I got Mother's Day cards every year. So that's so cute. You know, and you know, because I, you know, I, I nurtured and cared for them, but then if you mess with my kids, I was a mother bear. So um, yeah, kind of that way. Yeah, that's the way I feel about my church so, and my people. If someone wanted to volunteer at your food rescue and your distribution, what time do they, do you want advance notice or can we just tell people to come and show up at Trinity on Thursdays? Yeah, they can, uh, Thursdays is when we need the most help. Great. Uh, what time? So we have two shifts that we usually ask, uh, offer to folks, um, if they're a morning or an afternoon folk, mm-hmm. uh, 10 AM, usually about 10 to one. Mm-hmm. And that tends to be where we get the most of yeah. our, our, our uh, volunteers but then after one o'clock we get a second delivery from three square and it's nice to have some folks then who can help our regular uh, crew get things stored away yeah and whatnot so we we get two deliveries we get one in the morning and one um, in the afternoon yeah we have a we have a food distribution now twice a month on saturdays um, but nice. if any of our listeners aren't available on Saturdays and they are available on Thursdays, you can always go down to Trinity and help them out too. Yeah, we would love to have them and yeah. they would have a good time and we serve lunch. So Ooh, look at that. Fed. Have food and they will come, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we are Methodists, you got to have food. So, yeah. That's always the draw is there's always yeah. going to be a potluck or, or lunch, um, available. Yeah. No, so. and it creates a good fellowship and among the volunteers too yeah. if they get to know each other thank you so much for joining us on the desert spring podcast in this summer series um there's an episode every week and um we've just been really grateful to have a wonderful conversation with pastor jen hagman from trinity united methodist church and um, i'm going to close this in prayer father god we thank you so much for the relationships and the wonderful talent here in the North District and in the Desert Southwest Conference. We are grateful to connect across this space, to learn from each other and to grow and um, find new opportunities in order to do your work. Um, We are grateful that our churches, both Desert Spring and Trinity, can serve the community in the way that it needs right now. And we hope that you'll be with us um, in all of the work going forward. And then when forks arise in our life, we always choose to do your work and your will. Thank you so much for everything that you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.